1: Hey guys, it's Unique, and we're back with another episode. So without further ado, dear black girl, meet Wafer. Hey! Now, Wafer is an event planner for Apple. Mm-hmm. She's also, are you still a fashion blogger? Yes. Fashion yes. blogger and a mommy blogger.
0: Yeah. And a mommy.
1: Just, and a mommy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about
0: yourself. Um, So I went to St. John's, uh, graduated from there, and then... Uh, Interned at a couple places. I interned at Bad Boy, Glamour Magazine, Uh, the DA's Office of of Manhattan, just tons of different places um, before I realized that I had a passion for events. And so uh, after college, I just hit the ground running, um, applying to tons of jobs and getting tons of no's and learning how to bounce back from that.
1: Yeah, we were talking about this off mic before this started about... (laughs) The struggle of trying to find a job after college and just being lied to. Like, if you go to college, you get your BA, you'll get a high paying job. Like, at minimum, 45 to 50K.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't, we had expectations. Like, I had expectations. I just thought it would be like Oprah show. Like, you get a job, you get a job. Here's a job. Like, you apply for it, you get it. Like, what's the problem? I have the qualifications. And then you realize, oh, you also need experience. And, you know, this is going to be much harder than I thought. And And yeah.
1: I must say, it was like a bad time because, like, there was. A lot of people didn't have jobs, so mm-hmm. and I remember entry-levels, like, yeah, 10 years of experience, 5 years of experience. <laughs> I'm just like, how? It's,
0: it was all a scam. <laughs> I felt like everything was a scam. Like, how do you want entry-level and you're only paying, like, $10, but you want 5 years experience and like, a, a bachelor's and a master's. Like, what? How? How?
1: And it was, <laughs> yeah. I remember that being a struggle. So let's yeah. talk about your time at Bad Boy.
0: Oh, um. So I worked, uh, in the executive office, uh, worked with uh, someone called Carlene Roy. It's amazing, um, and it was just. I think that that experience alone um, made me who I am. Um, learning how to be resourceful, how to know like she always wanted us to know exact like where was the nearest flower shop or where was the nearest um, coffee shop just just to know because you never know in a, in the event world like you never know what you may need, because events will go wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, just always being on my toes. I remember um, I had a... It wasn't a sidekick, it was one of those, like, Google came out with a phone, and then you could... Oh,
1: like the little slide-up phone? Yeah, it was a
0: slide-up phone, and she had, like, sent me out to get um, something uh, for Puff, and... I that's all I had in my hand. <laughs> and I was like oh I don't know what this is I don't know like where to get it from I don't know where to buy it from and it kind of I kind of felt like oh I can't go back like I was like new I was like two weeks in like I can't go back if I don't have this and um so I like was able to google and you know back then the internet didn't work <laughs> as fast as it does now on a phone yes so I had to like run to a Starbucks like try to uh, get somebody Wi-Fi and Google where this um, product was distributed so I could figure out how to get it. And so, like, finally, um, I just hit up my homeboy up in Harlem and was like, yo, can you see if they have these? Because if if they don't have it anywhere in the city, you know they have it some in some bodega uptown <laughs> or in the Bronx. <laughs> so um, I was able to get it and, like, take a cab all the way there and then, like, run back to the office and have it and... Just, it's just experiences like that where just always being on your toes and thinking fast and learning how to, like, learn on the fly, kind of, you know? So, yeah. And um, it was from there that I was just like, oh, I love to do events. I We were um, given the opportunity to do um, Justin Combs' Sweet 16. And I think that that whole experience, like, learning the brainstorming of it, like, what is the, what is the theme going to be? What are these, and at the time, you know, Prince of New York that was like <laughs> everybody wanted that title and so that was his title and it just like having this one plan and seeing it executed to the end was amazing. And then you're like, planning a ditty party. Right at that right? And w- how old were we back then? I was like.
1: We were like, like 19. 19. We right like 19, right? 20, 19
0: yeah. 20. Like whoa. I wasn't, yeah like nineteen twenty. And it's like oh my god. That's, I mean of course they were it was other interns involved in it as well. And, you know, some of them I'm still friends with up to today because, you know, we had to have each other's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that was just amazing. Um, and learning different things. Uh, I think that from there, I was like, okay, whatever I want to do, I switched my major and everything after that internship. I was like, whatever I want to do, I, it has to be an event. So I switched my major from journalism to PR and just started applying to a bunch of different PR companies. and different things like that and they weren't coming in they weren't coming in and um I was pregnant I was pregnant after my intern intern after that I went to Glamour magazine and then I had an internship um and then senior last semester of college is when I got pregnant with my amazing son Corey and um Corey Jr and it just wasn't a thought that I wasn't going to finish school you know so I like waddled across that stage to get my <laughs> diploma. I sure did I sure did. I waddled across that stage with my diploma and that summer, you know I focused on just being a mom, you know um, but the industry doesn't wait for you, you it know doesn't. So a lot of these contacts like I lost that and they had moved on and um, I was starting from scratch again and I think that that was like the hardest part is starting from scratch again and um, building that momentum and that motivation, you know. Um, and so I, at the time, you know, we all had like 10 jobs in college, right? Yeah. You, you know, you intern in full time, like, then you going were working school, on campus. Full- yeah, you were working on campus full time, that work study. <laughs> then you were like in school full time, and like, it was so much. And I was working at SACS too. And so, like, doing that, and I was like, oh, you know, I wanna be a stylist on the side. And so, that's kind of like where I met Michelle and we started this. Um, amazing blog um, that you know I'm a co-founder for and she just like we're friends up to today for um, from St. John's and we call it Third Grid and it's an amazing blog with fashions um, that you see in stores or in magazines and we style it three different ways because a lot of times you see a fashion piece and um, you only see it one way and you so you are always thinking like is this gonna look right on me was this going to look good with this? And so that's kind of what our blog is about. It's what our um, our whole concept is about, is styling a piece three ways. And, um, yeah, and so after I became a mom, I just started just making sure that I was following my dreams and following that dream to be an event coordinator or just working in events in general. Like, that's my passion. So whether I was the coordinator or, you know, just... <laughs> Just something in events is what I wanted to do. And so I started doing um, events at Jamboree. So I was still a part-time mom. A full, you're full always time a full-time mom. mom. <laughs> but I was still, like, I was working there part-time, but I was doing um, birthday parties for, like, celebrity children because it was up in Tribeca, and you know, <laughs> that clientele. So I was still able to do that. And then I got an offer from Apple. And I started off, you know, as a part-time specialist just selling phones. And that you go from selling handbags (laughs) (laughs) and doing, like, events (laughs) with celebrity children to, like, selling selling phones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But it's an amazing company. And so um, from there, then I I just kept applying and then kept doing um, different experience in their events department. Then became an event coordinator. And now I'm a programming expert. And it's just... Like, I'm climbing up the ladder, and it just it feels right now because there was just so many no's before, you know? So now I'm just like, okay, all right. Like, I'm getting there. Still not, you know, I feel like I'm still... We were just talking about, that, like, we're 28, and we feel like we're at this level where we're like, oh, okay. But we still want more, right? Everyone still wants more. And so at least I feel like I'm on that train
1: because
0: mm-hmm. um, for a long time I felt like I had missed it. So...
1: Let's talk about being a mommy. Like, I know there's some people that feel like when they're pregnant or they have a kid, it's, some of them are afraid, like, their dreams are gone. They, right. they still can't chase it.
0: Right. Uh-huh. I felt like I felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, um, I was 23, and um, I think that, you know, when you have... I had a hard upbringing, so I just wanted to be the best mom I could. So, like, I had tunnel vision, you know? Like, I wasn't thinking about my dreams anymore. I wasn't thinking about any of that stuff. I just wanted to be a good mom. I just wanted to be the best mom I could be. So, like, I felt like a lot of my friends were, like, hitting their, kind of getting their first step in their career, you know? And I was, like, taking him to soccer practice. Like, <laughs> like at 18 I was like, yeah, we're we going to soccer practice or we're we going to karate or we're we going to, like, all of these different things because I just wanted, I just wanted... To give him a really good life, you know, and then um, I was still on the side doing events for kids, and so like my boss at the time, his name was like John John Mothershead, and he was so motivational and inspiring, and he said, you know, you're really good at this. Like, you need to, you need to spread your wings, like, you know, and so like I had to have a talk with myself and say, you know, it's okay for me to pursue my dreams and still be a mom. Like, you can do both. And there's so many women like look at June Ambrose, like she's a rock mom, you know, so um, I can be that, too. And so I think that for all those ladies out there who are moms and who don't feel like they can go after their dreams, you definitely can. Like, I think that that's what I would I would love to tell um, like other young moms um, is that let let nothing stop you, because the better you are, the better mom you can be. So, even though I was, like, and before, before even though I was so focused on being the best mom I could be, there's no way I could have been the best mom if I wasn't the best me. So, yeah.
1: On that note, <laughs> we're going to start off with your first song.
0: Oh, my first song. So, no one knows this, but, like, I'm a big, like, battle rap, like, fan. Um, so I've been like following Meek since when he was with Redal Dial- like they were battling with Reed Dollars back in Philly. Um, so my first song is Dreams and Nightmares. Ooh, hold up, wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I feel like that's the struggle. Like if anybody can speak to being from the gutter and coming up, that's him. So love that song.
1: So how did you get into battle rap?
0: Uh my boyfriend, <laughs> my fiance. <laughs> uh we would just sit in the house and just watch youtubes of battle rap like um casa like it was just we would just sit there like we could go for hours and just battle rap battle rapper after battle rapper um and even now we like go to um url shows and like we'll go back and forth like who's your top 5 and i'm like oh K-Shine, dna like the saga like it's just it's i don't know it's a culture um and i feel like you have to Kind of like how people go to art galleries, that's that's how I see battle rap. Like, if you go to a battle rap show, you're looking at art. You're witnessing art. Because that in itself, like, being able to put these word like, these lyricists get to sit there and spit, and some of them, like, Charlie Clips, who's amazing, like, they get to sit there and, like, exercise their craft. Like, that's amazing, so... And they're super creative. Super creative? Are you kidding? Like everything from the movement. Like there's this young cat now, um, Chess, who's like freaking amazing. Like everything from, um, his lyrics to the way he's ju- he just has presence on the stage. He captivates, kind of like how you watch poetry at a, um, open mic. Like it's just it's dope. So, um, I've been following Meek since the beginning. So I'm like a super fan of his. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I know that song. That reminds me of um, college, like
0: mm. the,
1: co- <laughs> the parties we used to have, yes. and like when that song comes on, it'll just start off. Everyone starts singing, yes, and then yes. everyone starts turning up. It's so funny because
0: I remember, I remember in college we wanted to go on spring break. Oh, the rent parties. <laughs> yes, or the rent parties, and we like my homegirl had a basement. We were charging everybody $5 to get in. And if it was two pack, $30 if you want to get in. <laughs> and we raised so much money. We were out in the next week. We are out in Miami chilling. <laughs> no,
1: I remember those were the best times. Because there was a party at least every night. Yes.
0: Like, yes. I remember that was like the best year of college. Yes. I remember I got off. Um, I got a off-campus apartment just for that. <laughs> but my <laughs> off-campus apartment was too small. So I would like hit up my homegirl. Like, make sure you get that. Make sure you get that three-bedroom apartment. <laughs> you got three roommates? All right, cool. And we're going to throw parties. And rent parties were everything. I don't know what they're doing now.
1: I don't Because we weren't old
0: enough to go to the clubs.
1: We weren't. And those rent parties were, like, lifesavers. You had a rent party? No. Okay, I was supposed to say
0: what? I didn't no. have one either. I would have to, like, dad.
1: I would always go to um Ashley and Akira's yeah
0: that We raised so much money at that party. she was selling jello shots like we so many memories like when i tell you we were in miami the next week
1: i remember everything paid
0: for like that was crazy
1: because i remember like even at those rent parties trying to get back to campus (laughs) the worst part was being 10 people deep in a in a car
0: (laughs) (laughs) sitting on laps and it's like it's a
1: car like you can only fit like five people in there and the back, you had two people in the front, in the back, it was just <laughs> like, 10 people on <laughs> top of each other, like just figuring Where it out. We was
0: Uber back then. Uber would have made so much money. It been so
1: much money. They would have made a lot of money for us. We at least,
0: I think that party in particular that you're talking about, we at least had like a 100 people. It was to the point that if you didn't have $50 to get in, you weren't getting in because it was already packed.
1: I didn't even know it was like it got that expensive. Yes,
0: yes. We had a homeboy at the door. I think it was like Green Eyes. Remember Green? Yeah, I
1: remember Green. It was
0: it was like him at the door, and he was charging people whatever. At one point, (laughs) (laughs) he he was charging people whatever. And um, who else? Oh my God, it was like Terry Maya and them. Like they would be at the door too. Yeah, it was crazy. It's
1: crazy because I also think it's dope to see like. Where everyone's at now, yeah. like, years later, like, what everyone's doing and yeah. how everyone is kind of in a creative field.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: just, everyone still has, like, that love for each other. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, oh. you can see them passing on the street right now, and it's like, oh, my God.
1: Like, yeah. what have you been up
0: to? And yeah, yeah. The community.
1: Yeah. Um, Song yeah. number four. Song number four.
0: Um, Freedom by Beyonce. I don't know. That song. Let me tell you something. My, we went to um the concert, mm-hmm. and when I tell you I peeled my wig back, <laughs> I'm not even, like, like I'm literally, my homegirl could attest to this. Peeled my, I don't, it just, it's so many feelings. Like, I had chills watching her kick the water. Like, that whole dance routine in the mm-hmm. water, peeled my wig back, girl, and was twirling it in the air <laughs> and I was about to throw it and my homegirl grabbed my hand like you know girl you paid too much money for that whole wig to be throwing it and losing your mom right now so you really got your wig snatched like, really, off no like when I tell you, you had to be there because I was just like oh my god like oh my god I couldn't I couldn't think of <laughs> nothing else to do but to peel that wig back because she just she snatched the whole she snatched my wig off that's what happened <laughs> in real life um That song is, like, I think that that's, like, the anthem of my life, you know? Like, being able to free myself of self-doubt, self, like, I was able to do that. And I think that that's why that song has so much meaning to me, um, because that's how I took it, like, taking the chains off. I know that she was talking about something more powerful, but I, I took it as my own life, you know? There was so much weighing me down, um... And being able to just bring yourself, like almost like you were about to drown, and then you're submerging out of the water. That's how I felt in life, and so that's why I love that song so much. <laughs> 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 it was literally snatching my wig. So,
1: what what were some of the things that were weighing you down during that time?
0: Um, I think that I stopped belie- believing in myself. I I I was such um, an ambitious person uh bef- i would say before i was such an ambitious person before motherhood and then after motherhood i just was doubting myself i doubted my capabilities to follow my dreams and to be who i wanted to be um and so a- i had to like really just dive in and and during that age is like when you-, you you find yourself right and so i was finding myself and being a mom at the same time mm-hmm. and so that was th- that was some of the things that were weighing me down Um, And I think that a lot of times when you're getting no's, when you're applying for so many jobs, like I was telling you before, like I was like a professional indeed, like, and LinkedIn (laughs) person, like I was applying on the jobs as I sat on the toilet. Like I was like (laughs) applying for jobs everywhere and I was getting a lot of no's. And I think that that started to weigh down on me because at first you're like, okay, whatever, this job doesn't want me, this job will. Um, but I wasn't getting, I wasn't landing the ones that I want, that I felt would start my career. And then I started to just doubt myself and not believe in myself and not think, you know, then you start thinking negatively, um, about what, about what you care about. You know, you start thinking like, oh, well maybe I'm not good enough or, um, maybe I'm not the one. Like it, it, it just was a, a lot of things. And then during that, my younger brother, my younger brother got arrested and he i feel like when they tell you you remember in the subway you would see the posters like if your loved one goes away the family also does time like that was that was yeah. real and i was i, I re, that really really hurt me a lot so um and i took it i took it hard like <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a scary feeling because yeah. Yeah. i'm currently going through something like that with my own little brother and then the shit happened like On my past birthday of all days. But then I didn't find out until the day after. So it's like you're coming from this like high and then this shit happens and it just knocks you back down rock bottom. And then I was just at work when my mom called and told me, well, she texted me and I called her. Because I was like, maybe I misread that text. And then, like, she tell, tells me what happens, and I just break down crying. And this is the second time I've ever cried at work. And thankfully, no one saw me, and I just had to, like, go somewhere, cry for 15 minutes, like, start bawling, get my shit together, and then, like, go back to work. And I think the shit that upset me the most part is, like, with the situation, it wasn't even his fucking fault. Like, he didn't do anything. He was just a black kid, wrong place, wrong time, trusting the wrong fucking people. So, like, he was able to get out by that Friday and just put him on house arrest. But, like, the whole shit's not even over.
0: Like, we are still dealing with this.
1: So I'm just sitting here stressing the fuck out. Like, how are you so fucking... Like, I'm yeah. stressed. Like, like, it's
0: so crazy, right? Because it's just me and my little brother. Like, yeah, I don't have nobody here. else in the world uh, <laughs> with my blood besides my my parents, you know, and my son. So it's like, I I totally understand. Because y- you feel what they're going through. Yeah, And I my brother, like, he went to, like, the best schools... High, um junior high schools, like, he went to private school. So I went to public. So I'm like, this is not supposed to happen to you. <laughs> this is, like, and so, like, he went in on my birthday.
1: We are dead-ass twins right now.
0: Yeah, he went in on my birthday, and I just, like, don't talk about it it's, I'm, like, it's crazy that I'm talking about it now. um And so I haven't talked about it for a long time, and I would try to, like, write him letters, and whenever I would, something about a paper and a pen, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it and i didn't know why like i couldn't sit there every time i would just break down but then they have this thing where you can email them and i don't text and you text anybody so that i could do and so i was doing that back and forth and um it was just court date after court date they they stretched out <laughs> things so long in the court system I, know. It, I felt like we were going to court every two three weeks like it was just back to back to back and um that was something else that I was just trying to... I was trying to free myself of that burden because I felt guilty. I felt that when I went to college, I kind of left him behind, you know? And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I took a, I took a lot of that weight because I, I blamed myself for that. And that's, you know, that's something else that... Um,
1: especially, like, if your brother isn't, like, super close to your age. Because, like, me and my brother are eight years apart.
0: We're five years apart, yeah. So it's
1: like... It's already bad enough when you hit that high school phase, It's just <laughs> like, you ain't trying to deal with them.
0: Yeah, I, then, for me, I just I I don't know. I should have, I felt like I should have looked back. I felt like in college, I should have hit him up more or I should have, you know, but I was, you were I like was,
1: in your own world. I was like, in my own world. And it's, it's like the same way and then like, I it's like, I remember being in college. I, I remember being all the way up here and just like, I'll go home but it's just like, you know, not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and like now you like sit back and think like
0: damn I could have been a better sister. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the realest shit. Is I could have been the I could have been a better sister. Um and I took a I took a, a big hit when he got locked up. I took a big hit. Um and I just didn't talk about it. Um I didn't talk about it. And so in talking about it like to like friends, close friends and different things like that, I started to feel better and um then I would I would say last year is when I really was just like, just like the Freedom song, you know? I was just like, okay, I'm releasing these chains that I've just been carrying around willingly, you know what I mean? That were weighing me down, so, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, song number three. Song
0: number three. Die for you. When Beyonce released that for Jay-Z, I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that's how I feel. Um, That's how I feel about me and Corey. That's how I feel about me and Corey Jr. Like, I think that I feel that way because we've been, we've been together like 11, almost 11 years now. Oh Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> since <laughs> high school. <laughs> yeah, since high school. Like, see, what was it? Senior year of high school? No, it's um, like junior year. Junior year
1: of high school.
0: So then it's 10 a lot.
1: <laughs> okay. Cause, yeah, yeah, because so I was in senior this year. This should be a senior reunion coming up this year. This year?
0: Yeah. I had that last year. Really? I had a high school reunion last year. Mine is this year. You missed yours.
1: No, mine is this year. Oh.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. Eleven then. Oh, then it's eleven. Then it's eleven then. Oh <laughs> seven? <laughs> yeah. No. No, oh it's ten. Oh my God. This okay. year is okay. <laughs> <17. laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been together since then. I remember we were in um we had anatomy and physiology class. And I was like a super nerd back then. So I was in the front of the class. I was like, oh, I'm getting all the answers right on a test. And one day the teacher was like, wait for you, don't have the highest score. So I was like, who has it? (laughs) And he sat in the back. And she was like, oh, Corey has the highest score. And I was like, no, he doesn't. So I didn't even, I never talked to him. And that day I like caught him outside the classroom. I was like, how did you get the highest score? Because I know (laughs) you didn't get the highest score. Like, how did this happen? Because I was so upset. Um, And he was like, oh, no, I cheated off the girl in the front of me. And I was like, so how come she doesn't have the highest score? Um, he was like because I didn't make any questions wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Oh my God. Um and just from that day we just were, we just started talking. <laughs> um but the reason why I chose that song for us is because um he's been there through whatever. Like I remember one year I was like, Look, I don't know if I could afford to go back to St. John's and he was like, Well, you know, we can move in together, you know, I'll pay the rent, you focus on school. Whatever And this, he's just been die. like A lot of times Like with my health And with asthma um like I'm like chronic asthmatic And I remember one time we were, <laughs> This was our second date <laughs> Second date We went to the movies Because I kept dubbing him Because I kept having internships uh-huh. <laughs> So I was like Oh no we can't chill We can't chill And so like Finally For our second date We went to the movies And something in the popcorn Triggered my asthma But I wanted to like Still be You know cute So you you're trying to hide it <laughs> girl you're about to I die was, i never what's that movie with queen latifah in common with oh, the uh, just 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 right yes it was that movie and i was like okay you could make it to the end and then after that you ditch him and then like <laughs> <laughs> and like go like i didn't have my asthma pump or nothing girl when i tell you the whole movie he kept looking over like you okay i was like no i'm you know still trying to be cute then finally, he was like, we're walking out of here right now. I was like, no, like, it's 10 minutes, like, 10 more minutes, and it's, it's about to get to the end. He's like, no, we're leaving right now, girl. We walk out of that movie theater, and immediately, I don't know, the air or whatever, I was like, you got to call the ambulance. <laughs> I was like, you got to call the ambulance, like, right now, because, like, I can't breathe. Like, I couldn't even get the words out. And so he called the an ambulance and hopped in the ambulance with me, and that was our second date. And I was like, well... <laughs> Well, we might as well go out now. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just an amazing dad. So I just I love that song. So I feel like that describes uh our relationship and that's how I feel about my son. Like I'll do anything for him.
1: Okay, so let's talk about love. Like I will say 10 years, especially yeah. at our age. That's a long time. It is a long time. And just cuz a lot of people they don't stay together. They like they <laughs> they They break up over the smallest things. I I mean, that happens,
0: too. (laughs) (laughs) That happens, too. Um, I think that I'm no love expert. I'm no, like, I can't even give advice. Um, (laughs) But I think that, like, if I'm speaking about my situation, like, I think everything has to do with respect. Like, I read somewhere, it could have been, like, a Cosmo blog or something, and it was, like, um, the language of love. Did you did you it was like those polls you have to take, like what's your language of love, oh yeah, those are like in cosmos yes, yeah.
1: yes, <laughs> I still take those like
0: <laughs> I don't know if this is real or not, but exactly. okay, <laughs> no, but I like really believe it, like his I think that in finding what his language of love was and it's like time and like serve it was like one of those titles, right, um, then I think that that's how like even if we fall out, I know that we have, like, an un- unconditional love, you know? Like, there's no way if something were to happen to him that I feel like I would be okay. Like, there's, like, no. Like, even if we were to break up today and just not be with each other anymore, um, I would still want to know if he's doing good, you know? And so I feel like a lot of times when you have, when you're in relationships, if there's no respect layer, because there'll be times you fall un-out of love, like that's just real. Um, but that respect needs to still be there. And if he still respects you and will do anything for like Cory will do anything for me, um, then then you know he's the one. And so I feel like I feel like that. <laughs> <That's, laughs> yeah, you know, that's so cheesy. Ew, no, that's, <laughs> but that's
1: so beautiful because I feel like a lot of I feel like it's hard for like a lot of people to find that type of love and I and I mean you have or you have people that they want that type of love,
0: but it's it's weird. Like I the way I see it, I, if you find a guy and he respects you the fullest and he's willing to do anything for you, girl, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> because even when you're going through your roughest point, like if he still cares and he still respects you, then you you can work it out, you know? And I feel like there's been times where our love was tested and we still we still made it through, so
1: No, but I will say that, like, if there is a guy and you, let's say you're going through like your roughest points Mm -hmm. and they're with you, but then like they leave some point at your roughest point, it's like a sign from God.
0: It is, isn't it? It is. And I think that there's been like the test of times, right? Where it's like, yo, you're getting on my nerves. I don't want to be with you or, you know, but he's never said that to me. He's never said that to me, which is weird. (laughs) But to the accent tonight like have you ever <laughs> um but even when i said it he would like give me my space for a little bit and then he'd be like okay you good cuz you you know we still together right <laughs> and i'm like okay corey like he's 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 just an awesome guy he's an awesome guy
1: let's go back and talk about your assignment glamour cuz i know you were saying like that you're like the only black girl
0: yeah i was the only black girl and it was just a lot of pressure. I felt like the editors were passing out. this, And they were just eating peanut butter and apples. One lady was eating like, this is no shade. <laughs> <laughs> Hope they don't listen to this. Um, One girl was eating like instant oatmeal all the time. She would never go out for lunch. And then when I would come back, <laughs> like food, food, you know, to take away. They were they would smell it. And they're like, oh, my God. They would tell like my boss to tell me like, can you ask her not to bring any food in here? Because it, it smells like food. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. What? They were not eating. It was so bad. It was so bad. Why? It was so bad. Like, were they trying want... to, like, keep
1: up a
0: certain look? They, they want to keep up a certain look. You know, they get the samples. They want to fit into it. But they definitely wanted to keep a, a certain look, and that was skinny. Um, And I was far from skinny. <laughs> <laughs> so I, a lot of times I felt like they had their nose up at me, and it just—I it I didn't have the best experience. I did it. Um, I met this uh, this black boy named Jeremy, who's amazing. He like lives in London now. Um, actually, he lives in Paris. Sorry. Um, and one day, cause this girl tried to this white girl tried to test me, <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> Ooh. And she like caught an attitude, and she was like, "Wafer, I didn't appreciate how you how you did this, this, and this." But I wasn't the one who did it, and I could tell that she was trying to make a scene for her boss and he saw me ball up my fist and get, like he knew that i was you know when you, <laughs> you know when you you do that neck twerk like yeah. he knew that i was like 2 seconds away from like reading her for felt. and he took me and he took me into the janitor's closet and he was like you don't give them i never forget it it's like you don't give them this right now and i was like what are you talking about he's like you don't give them this this is what they want they want you to 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 turn out a character they want you to to give them that stereotypical black girl you know don't do that don't don't give them that and so we i, I thanked him I hugged him and up to today we're friends cuz of this moment and i went back in the room and i said i think her name was like Stacy or something i was like stacy i'll make sure those rocks are are done tonight but if ever <laughs> <laughs> If ever there's an issue, please talk to my boss, and then he will talk to me. Thanks. <laughs> like it was like one of those like don't talk to me because <laughs> the what I was gonna give her was something else. Oh, but yeah. I, I, at least I minimized it to that, you know. So, um, if anything that I take out of that situation is is learning how to work with others and learning because I'm in different environments. Like you get like really positive. Like my job now, there's so much positive energy. But working there, it was just like, oh my god, everyone's miserable. Yeah, and that's why I didn't want to work in magazine anymore. I was like, oh my god, if it's like this, I don't want to work in magazine. Well, at least not this one. No, I feel it like... it was so miserable. Everyone was so like, I I don't know if it's the deadlines. They were like really, really miserable.
1: It was like a gray cloud just like sits flowing over everywhere. It, it's so weird. It it's, was so weird because um, I when I was at interview, like everyone was, it was. Like you had the positivity, but it still felt like a gray. Class. It was just gray there, <laughs> like super gray. And I never understood what it was. Like why was it such
0: a gray? I, you thing? know, sometimes too, when you are working in fashion, especially fashion, they it you automatically feel like you have to be this nasty person. Like there's no reason to be nasty. But we all here to get a coin. Like, and at the time I was an intern, so it's like why be nasty to me? I'm doing this shit for free. And
1: they'll ask you to do like the craziest thing or they'll expect you to know everything. Because I remember I had to find something and it was never explained how to do it. It was just like, oh. just do it. And I'm sitting here like...
0: That's how fashion is. You what? can't ask questions. Like, don't ask me where the staple is. Just go find it. Like, it's it was one of those things. Oh, or that's even too simple. They'll ask you to do something crazy. Like, find out where the Prada house is and then go deliver this Without giving you addresses, without giving you anything, without even you knowing what that product is. I left one day. I don't know how they gave me this responsibility. They were like, wait for, All of this needs to be sent back. It was after a shoot. All of this needs to be sent back um, to all of the different vendors that we borrowed it from for this shoot. And I was like, sure, no problem. Girl, I was holding half a million dollars <laughs> worth of jewelry. And I was given the test to deliver them, hand deliver them all back. Oh, my God! So I was going to like De Beers and like all of these uh all of these like high end jewelry people, and I had class starting at seven, <laughs> so I'm like, no, my class was at six thirty. It was one of those like six thirty to ten classes mm-hmm. um at night so I could intern during the day, and I was like, "How am I gonna do this, and it's traffic six o'clock to have all of this stuff delivered, and it's the highest rush hour peak like how am I doing that how oh my God. That reminds.
1: I had those two incidents. One was I had to find the creative director for Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I had to get his number and his email. <laughs> so you know, like okay, I'm I'm thinking like yeah, the New
0: dress? York, New
1: York office. She's like, no, he's in Paris. I say, wait.
0: Wait, y'all want me to find? I don't speak French. <laughs> like, how am I? Call- how am I calling? Like, how am but, I? But like,
1: they had to show me how to call, and the lady answered, and she just went full speech and full French, and I'm just like, yo, do you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, we oui, yes, and then like,
0: okay, this is what I need. <laughs> do you speak English? <laughs> you didn't even after you didn't even try to hit it with the German bell. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And oh my God, I don't even know this lady's name, but bless her heart, cause she held me down, and cause I'm just sitting there like, what the? Fu-? And, and
0: then, it's and so it, funny, cause as an intern, you feel like these little things that these little tasks that they give you, you almost feel like it's the end of the world if you don't do it. You're like oh my God, I'm gonna get fired if I don't do this. Like,
1: and then like one time they wanted me to find uh bookstores and newspaper stores, you know, it's like a magazine, but in Italy. Like, it's just random <laughs>
0: tasks. I, I felt like sometimes, like, looking back on it, s- some of those tasks, like, that I had to do for Bad Boy, I had to do for Glamour, or even I, I at one point, I did Isaac Mizrahi for Fashion Week. Like, all those little tasks, I feel like, yes, it needed to be done, but the, those were, like, grunt work tasks, you know? Yeah. It's like the test of time. So, right now, if I ask you, who, like, can you get me the creative director for... I can't even tell
1: you who the hell it is. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy what they make you do. Yeah. Um. But and back then, you couldn't... Not that you couldn't sue, but you weren't thinking about... So, like, right now,
1: oh, it's so be, different. They been suing left and right.
0: It's so different to get an internship now because of all the lawsuits that they face. Which
1: I would say kind of sucks.
0: Yeah, because you can't do they can't send you out to do the grunt work like they did for us. and
1: like You kind of get the, like... Even, like, when you're doing the grunt work, it's, like, you you learn stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. either with that, like, learn my way around the city. And,
0: I, I know New York inside out.
1: And <laughs> on top of that, it's, like, you're also meeting different type of people. Absolutely, that networking.
0: So, that it's, networking. like, I
1: remember, like, one time... So, we're in Soho, so I think I had to go to the Prada store. So, I'm like, oh... That's downstairs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she was
1: like, no, uh, the corporate office. I was like, it's uh. not downstairs? Because, <laughs> like, we're, we're right in Soho on Broadway, and there's, like, this one building, and right downstairs is Prada. She's right. like, no, you have to, like, find it. So I'm just like, okay, and it's snow and stuff outside. So I'm looking, like, oh, that's actually around the corner. I can walk there. But oh. I didn't expect it to be there. Like, it was walking distance, but, like, when I went there, I was like, what the oh, what? hell is yeah, this? Yeah, it's, it's
0: not even. And,
1: only I mean, when you get in and go upstairs, I was like, oh my God, I would have never thought this was here. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Because they don't want people running up in there like, can I get a job?
1: <laughs> but like, when I told her that's downstairs, right? She started laughing. She was like, no, you need. I was like,
0: where is it? Then? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how many internships that we had to do. After I got to a certain age, I was just like, I'm done with internships. Like, I pay my dues. I'm not doing no more for free. Like, <laughs> at one, at some point, you got to put your foot down. Like, there's people like, that are still doing internships like it's crazy like it's almost like you can do these internships and get the gain the experience but you have to be able to say you know what I'm not doing it anymore like I know my worth I know what I have to offer I know the job that I can do and I'm I'm not doing it for free anymore
1: or like even if you're not for free like you know how much you're worth
0: mm-hmm. so it's like
1: someone wants to pay you it's like no no I'm worth way more than that yeah yeah so like I mean if you want to pay me that I'll do it. I'll do a job at that pay, but don't expect
0: Don't expect much much.
1: So, <laughs> Sorry. Or or don't get mad <laughs> if I don't do everything you're expecting. Cause like you're not paying me to do all this. Cause like yeah. it's my time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean at one point I was uh, mommy blogging for um Yandy, uh for her EGL. She had an EGL uh blog and mm-hmm. I was uh the fashion mommy blogger for that. And then after I wanna say like maybe eight months of that I was just kind of like okay like I I gotta I gotta spread my wings and and try to get paid for this now (laughs) you know (laughs) like can't keep dishing this out (laughs) or you start your own thing you know Mm -hmm. and so that's when I started my own mommy blog and kind of like give that inspiration to mommies and um especially mommies my age you know because the older folks got it together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need a network for girls our age. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Song
1: number two. Song number
0: two. Ooh. Hold on. Because <laughs> my last song, song song number one is "Shining."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm. Tr- my last song is um song number two. I mean is "Leg Over" by Mr. Easy. Um, he's an African artist. Um, he's from Ghana and Nigeria. Um, and so that's exactly my background. You know, my dad's Ghanaian and my mom's from Nigeria, and um I really, really love Afrobeat. Um, or what we call Afrobeat <laughs> now. <laughs> um and so, you know, I grew up in a house when they were playing Fela Kuti and so I think that that is that's me incorporating my my nationality into um, my life. So yeah. So
1: are you first generation in America?
0: I'm first generation in America. So yes.
1: What's that struggle like?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is, um, and I don't speak the language. Oh, that's even oh, worse. It's so, it's yeah. even worse. Yeah, because my you know, Nigerian and Ghanaian, you speak two different languages, so they just spoke English in house. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times it's like, I would go back and forth with Buki about this because when I go to like African functions, it's like, oh, but you're not really African. Like I get that all the time. And then you go to, you know, your other friends who are American, it's like, oh, but you're not American, you're African. And it's like, oh, where do I fit? I'm in the middle somewhere. Um, and so embracing those confidently, well, then, you know, fuck it. Can I curse on you? Yes. Oh. (laughs) I was, was like, reserving myself the whole time. Um, I was, like, fuck it. Then I'm really African-American. And so that's just just it. And that struggle is crazy because I couldn't do a lot of stuff my friends could do. Like, my mother... Would you can't even say certain words like she didn't even like certain like English words in the house? Like, okay, you telling me okay? Uh uh-uh. uh, like she would just like switch it on real quick, like okay, like just that normal word was just like the okay, most... like I
1: understand, like okay. yeah, no,
0: she took that as a sign of disrespect, like it was rough.
1: <laughs> it oh, was wow, rough.
0: yeah, it was certain words that you know you can't use, and um. But that still that culture was still there, you know. Um, and so it was always that push to go to college because I was first first year generation in America. And um, same thing for my brother. You know, he was the first man male in the family first year generation in America. Um, so it was just it was it was more pressure on me than it was my brother. Because you're the first child. And I'm a girl. Yeah. <laughs> so like it was no house parties, bitch. It wasn't I damn near couldn't even go to prom. Oh, really? Yeah, it was my mom's friend, my mom's coworker. Shout out to her. Was like, "No, you got to let her go to prom." And so she took me out dress shopping. And then finally like my mom came like was okay with the whole thing and then I went to prom. Cuz she you don't understand. Like they didn't have those things back back in the day. <laughs> Especially no. in Africa. You don't have like things like that back then. So no, she it... didn't understand the concept of it. For her, it was just like, oh, you're dressing up to be grown. You know, like mm-hmm. you're you're trying to be a woman, but she didn't see me in that light. Even though back then I thought I was grown. <laughs> <Like>, I'm grown. <laughs> but yeah. First year generation African is a very African American is a very hard cause you're battling both sides.
1: And what about, like, career? Like, when you told them... <laughs> Is
0: that a joke? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a serious question. Um, it was be a lawyer or be a doctor. That's it. You know nothing else. I remember I wanted to do... There's a lot of stuff I wanted to do in high school, like dance or um, step team. Wasn't none of that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was almost like, well, you know, if you do that, you can't live in this house no more. Like, it was really, like... Because... Who gets scholarships for dance? Get who who gets who gets jobs for dance? Like that's how they thought. Like it was just a one track mind. Like be a doctor or be a lawyer. And I think that when I went to school, somehow I com I convinced them. I swindled my way. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'll take pre law and journalism. And then when I got to college, I was like, ha ha, suckers, <laughs> communications. And then, um. I would say, like, eventually, when they started to see like how happy I was with PR and doing events, then they became okay with it. Um, and time had passed by, so they, they, you know, you slowly but surely. But even up to today, my mom still sends me jobs, jobs, well, mom does that in law. <laughs> like even up, to, like the other day, I had to like, like mom, please delete Instagram Messenger. I mean, not Instagram, Facebook Messenger, because you keep sending me things. And I'm happy. Like, she still today will send me, like, one job. And I'll I'll entertain it sometimes. So one job was, like, you need 12-year experience, um, political science. Like, something just crazy. Like, Mom, really? Really? I don't even... When have I ever spoken to you and told you that I want to do political science? Like, (laughs) it's crazy. But, yes, she... And and I think in her mind, one day I'm gonna like snap out of it and then just mm-hmm. go to school for law. <laughs> one day, I know, like right now if I call her and I'm like, oh yeah, mom, so um, I'm gonna go take the LSAT and I'm gonna apply to law, so she would just be screaming on the other line like, yes, yeah.
1: But I we were talking about <laughs> that earlier. Law, is not fun. No, no, it's not. Like who people that stick with it are lawyers, graduate law school, pass the bar. You are the other because.
0: Yes. Yes. Because that's that's a journey. That's a journey. And you have to love it because. And the money, like the student loans, Sally may know me by my first name. So <laughs> <laughs> I know she's going to be like, mm, You want to go to law school? Where? <laughs> like, you better go to Devra. <laughs> Does Devra do law school? No. Okay. I, I don't know.
1: But it's, it's really not, but like you have to have your mindset like this is what i'm going to do because right. it's it's really not for everyone Mm-mm. and some people just do it for the money but it's just like no yeah
0: I, I i have to if i whatever you do in life and i think that's where i'm at right now whatever you do in life you have to be 100% happy you have to otherwise it's not going to it's not going to help you get up in the morning like i can't fake the funk like i'm i'm a gemini and i'm emotional and if I'm not happy, you're going to see it, you know? And so, like, I can't fake the funk. I have to do something I love. And I have to find a job. I was about to say that you have to find a job, job. that's willing to pay, <laughs> pay you for what you love to do. Yes.
1: Yeah. Or it'll be, like, real life fences. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, just
1: saw that on a plane coming I back from to London. I watch that movie. Oh, my God. I refuse to watch that movie because I don't want to be sad. I get emotionally attached. Yes, uh, I can't. Usually, do
0: it. I fall asleep on the plane. Um, and I was coming back from London, and I was like, "Okay, I'll watch Fences," and it was like, "Whoa!" I didn't expect that.
1: Yeah, I didn't want my world wrecked. So yeah, I, I know the storyline. I don't need to see it.
0: Oh my goodness! It was. It's really good, though. You should see. It. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I, I know it, and it, and it's sad, and because I feel like that's what happens now. Because like you have, because it's a story. Like it's his father. He mm. had his dream. Life hit. Mm -hmm, He couldn't mm -hmm. achieve his dream, and he and he took. He took and he like that. He put on his his son, which was sad because like his mm -hmm. son had a dream and like crushed it. He destroyed it because his got crushed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that happens now because like that's like our parents are that generation, and it's like we're 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 like his son's type of generation, but like we don't let it crush us so easily. Right, right. But like it I,
0: crushed his son. Yeah.
1: And like that's what we're going through now. I feel yeah. like
0: yeah. definitely. I'm I'm definitely going through it where I feel and that's another thing when I go back to the song Freedom, like that's another chain that I had mm-hmm. on me, you know, that I had to set free. Like I have to be happy and I can't let other people dictate what happiness is to me. You know, or or what being successful is to me, because for a lot of uh, a long time, I didn't feel like I was making them proud because I I wasn't where I wanted to be, you know, or what I or what I thought they where they wanted me to be, you know. Um, And so you got to set yourself free from that and just you have to live your life. And I think that in the story, what I'm in the movie Fences, like I felt sad at the end because he didn't. I didn't realize that he wasn't going to follow his dream because I still would have done it, you yeah. know. Um, but he ended up doing, you know, something. I think he like uh, went to the army or something like that. And I, I, I that's the part that I felt sad. I was just like, man, and he was good. And he had a recruiter come in. Like, I would have still done it. I still would have done it. But, yeah. Song number one. Shining, 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 yeah. All of this winning. <laughs> if I had a bomb voice, like, I feel like <laughs> I would be Beyonce. Like, I live for, oh, my God, it's only five songs. Yeah. I don't even have a Solange song. I live for Solange. I do, too. My hair right now, tell them. It's
1: it's curly and poopy like Solange. Whatever. Exactly. I
0: live for her.
1: I think I fell in love with Solange when I heard uh Sincerely, Fuck the Industry. Right.
0: That's when you were like, oh. Oh, so oh she's why? totally opposite from Beyonce. Like, And then the true EP came out. I was oh, like, yo, I'm here for live this. Live for her. Like, everything just... uh, I probably should have put us on. Now I'm upset. <laughs> I didn't put this on. But if I could pick, it would be Don't Touch My Hand. Because for the longest time...
1: People love playing in black
0: girls' hair. Oh, my goodness. And then not just that, but, like, for the longest time, I didn't want to be a natural. For the longest time, I didn't want to be a natural because, and me and my friends talk about this all the time, right now it's more accepting to go into a job interview with natural hair. Mm -hmm. But back then when we were searching, we would hit each other up. Like, I'm going to have to take these box braids out. I just got to, like... I have an interview next week. Like I, I got to take these box out, and I right? Just pay for them, <laughs> right? Right. And I'm like, right. And they'll be like, yeah, girl. Like they're not gonna hide. Like we would go back and forth. We would go back and forth all the time. And I would like, all right, fine. I'm not gonna get a perm, but I'll get like a canteen treatment. Like that's what that's where I was at with it because I still needed it to be straight. So it's almost like you want to tame yourself for an interview or for anything that's professional. Um, you want to tame yourself. Even working at Saks, like, I would get more clientele if I had my hair straight than if I had my hair, you know, in its natural state. And that was crazy. And then finally I, like, did a big chop and I went natural. I love it. And I am I want to say, like, for the past couple of years, I'm just like, I'm going to go to this interview as I am. If they don't like me as I am, then I damn sure won't be happy working there. Because eventually, you know, some sometimes most of us do the okey-doke where we're like, okay, you'll go in the interview and you're like, presentable. And I'm putting that in quotation marks. And then when you get there, you're like, fuck that. Let me get these <laughs> box braids. Let me get these, you know, cornrows to the back. And then, you know, they can't say anything. They'll give you the, oh, wow, you are you cut your hair, you know? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> you know, who braids your hair? You get that. But um, no, now I'm just like, well if they can't take me and my big hair cuz my me and my big hair are a signature now. And so if you can't take me and my hair, then you would definitely like this is not a company that I want to work for. This is not a place that I want to be happy working for every working with working with people like you every day. So
1: No, cuz will never Okay, so those are my hairs. This is going to be a bonus. So. Okay, <laughs> right bonus <now>. track. <laughs> <laughs> no cuz I, I remember like yeah, I remember I was natural. Up until I wasn't a perm kid for that long. Oh. But I got my first perm in high school. And I got my last perm. So, like, well, I was 14. So, I got my last perm when I was like 20, like 21. But during that time, it's like there wasn't that whole natural care love. Mm. So, I remember, like, why everybody in my class has perms, mom? Why can't why do I still have to wear cornrows? Why do I gotta wear these braids? Why can I just comb through my hair? Mm. This, that, and the other. And she was like, All right. So, before high school started, she gave me an awesome email and she was like, We can go get braids or you can go get this perm. She's like, uh. I was like, Give me that perm. Exactly. <laughs> and I always look back and I was like, Yo, I regret that fucking yeah. decision because
0: I yeah. destroyed my hair. Yeah. I, w- I want to say, like, Around the same time, like beginning of high school when ninth grade is when I convinced my mom to get a perm and she gave it to me for my birthday. And the reason why I convinced her, no shade to mom, love her. Um, But I didn't have the good styles, the braid (laughs) styles. And so I was getting picked on. And it's crazy because nowadays um, everybody's rocking braids. But I remember that white girl in class would tug on my dookie braids and laugh at me about it, you know? Like I remember that, like, and so when we talk about like cultural appropriation, like that's why, because it was unheard of for you to like walk somewhere with braids and not get teased or not get you know. Yeah, my mom,
1: my mom was mad creative. Like when it See came that? to like corn rolls and stuff.
0: See you did you shouldn't creative. have got the You shouldn't have got the permanents. I, I had I an know. excuse because I was, was like my mom was doing like not the like. No. Fancy braids Like it was just like Okay here are the braids Have And braids. then I would try To tell her like Ma this is how They doing it in school now And I would sit there On a the piece of paper And draw out <laughs> I, I swear <laughs> to you And she would be so mad Cause I would sit there And draw the design With the crown on top And then the lines Would be crooked oh, <laughs> And poor mom She like worked two jobs And like no. Probably was super tired When she was doing my hair And I, I, for me I just felt my hair Was too kinky It was that after I got that
1: I have that same type of hair. Okay. <laughs> like, super. Cause it's, it's crazy because, like, I remember being, I think, oh, I'll never forget it. So, I was always natural. So, I I got my first perm when I was, like, five or six. My mom didn't know. Her boyfriend took me to look at a perm. Ooh. Yo, I've never seen my mom so mad in her life. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember for two years, I was rocking box braids. My mom was like, nah, this shit. I'm it's not cutting out. it out,
0: but it's coming out. Right. So,
1: like, I was rocking box braids, box braid
0: bobs, different hairstyles. Oh, I, I have a photo with box braid bobs. And I've I never even back. posted it. I because had I had the brandy, that. I don't want to be down. I had those two. Wait,
1: you... <laughs> <laughs> and when I found those pictures, I was like, yo. These, yep. I just I used to hate sitting there because, like. With the burnt ends. <laughs> My mom wouldn't <laughs> take me to, like, she wouldn't take me to the braids She would take me to, like. The girl in the hood. Who could do them. Who could do them. And I'll be sitting there all day.
0: <laughs> but see, that was the thing from, like, with the box race, because I'm African, she would, like, go in to these African spots and have, like, a friend in there that would do it for the Lolo. So I was winning when she got somebody else And then, like, But home. high school, I was like, Mom, I, like, I need straight hair for high school. Everybody has straight hair. Yeah, no one was rock. No no one I, was. I no one was rocking natural hair in high school.
1: Cause I remember like my when my mom cornroll my hair. and She would get real inventive. Like I remember one time she would test things out on me, and it would be so different. Oh. But she was good at corn rolling. It's so, like one time she did these corn. I don't know. if She was spilling princess Leia, Le- Leia or whatnot. Uh. One time she did these like cornrows did, like princess Le- Le- Leia on oh, my, my head. Oh my goodness! And. It was, it was different. No one
0: had it. So she would do that. Um, See, that? that's dope. You shouldn't have got a perm.
1: And I think what happened, and then, like, around, like, what, ninth grade? Sixth or ninth grade, she got to always do my hair. So, like, my tutor used to like braid hair. <laughs> so like I would just get the long braids. braids to the back. So like I would rock. For three years I just rocked long braids. Like the Leisha Keys coming up Ooh, in the front. Oh nice. And, but the crazy part is no one had natural I, I was always the only girl with natural oh hair. Oh my goodness. So I was like I can't do this going to high school. Yeah. At all so.
0: Let me I just think the well, I, the, when I gave up on <laughs> my mother doing here was one day we had this African hair, hair book and it had these like nice Like, just hair that you would see back home. And she wanted to test something out. When I tell you, they weren't braids. It was like, you hold the hair and then you wrap wire. Not wire. It was like I know what you're talking about. I had it going up like this. (laughs) Like, it at least had to be like, it felt like it was two feet tall on, on top of my head. And it was like different ones. When I tell you I look like I literally walked off the plane. From, like, Kenya. <laughs> I had that. Going and to school? go, And I went to school in Brooklyn. <laughs> I went to Philippa Scholar, and I'll never forget, because I didn't go outside to play double dutch that day, because <laughs> I was so mad. I cried the whole way to school. No. But, no, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I felt like a queen in it, because I saw it. it she did it just like the book. So I felt like a queen in it until I went to school, <laughs> and, and then starts, and everybody was like, "What, what? though? <laughs> what the? Fuck? What are those? Like if that was if that was a slogan back then, that's what it would have been. Like
1: what are those? What
0: are those? Yeah. And then I cried on the whole way back. I think, and I was like, I'm gonna get a perm. Like there's no way.
1: Did your mom ever try to like press your hair with a hot comb? Those are like I would I wouldn't mind. My mom could do anything she wanted with my hair, but she could not touch my hair with a hot comb because. My mom didn't know that. My mom, I was a test baby for hot coat. My mom had a perm. Oh. Uh, so, but she didn't want me to get a perm. So, like, to straight my hair, she didn't even have the electric hot coat. She had the old school stove. Yeah, the stove.
0: What's crazy about that is I think my mom needed glasses. <laughs> I, I'm not playing this. Like, I, I, my mom needed glasses. Oh, no. I think no. because the amount of times that I would get, like, burnt on my head, and you know she think it's just the steam, but I was really getting burnt.
1: Because I was told me that. still like, scabs. You, it's like you're sweating. It's the sweat. It's this close. <laughs> and I used to be traumatized,
0: Trauma- Crying, girl.
1: So like whenever I had to go to the actual hairstylist to get
0: a hot comb, I was traumatized, shaking. I, <laughs> I in shaking in my boots. Like I to be over even it. till today when he gets close to the uh, to the edges. You know when my hairstylist is bomb, DJ. Even when he gets close to the edges and it's not even a hot comb, it's a flat iron, I still like tense up like it's two seconds and I'm like, Oh cause it's flashbacks.
1: And then no, I think um it had to be like around seventh grade. It's like I overcame the fear because I remember I, I was my mom promised she would never touch my hair with a hot comb again. Aww. So I started to go to her hairstylist. And, like, her hairstylist is who helped me get over my fear of the hot comb. Because, mm-hmm. like, it was just go through so easy. And I was sitting here like, Mom, you used to really burn Burmy. me. Yeah. She's like, well, I was
0: practicing. I was like, you don't practice on your child <laughs> <laughs> And it's not even the electric one. It's the it's the straight, like, leave it on the stove. Let it heat up. Yeah. Yeah. So many charm sizing moments.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was...
0: But now I have natural hair, so...
1: Yeah, now I'm back to being natural.
0: Yeah. I still get my weaves.
1: <laughs> Same here. <laughs> I rarely wear my hair out. I think the only time my hair is out natural is if a... Yeah, I'm about to wash it before I put either yeah, braids you know, or something You know in. what it is?
0: It's like... I there's some girls who are like super like there's levels to being natural yeah and you realize that when you go natural like you have the super like fruits and berries <laughs> and like no heat whatsoever then you have like the the ones in the middle who like know their hair texture and know their curl pattern and then you got the average girl like I'm just an average girl with natural hair I can't tell you
1: I don't know what this, my
0: curl pattern is I get a weave. And there's 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 naturalistas who don't respect natural girls who do weaves because technically they consider that not natural. But for me, A, I have like a super like
1: I ain't got time to be curling. I got no, I, limited, I have I had had
0: no time to be sitting here doing Bantu knots, twist outs, whatever have you. And it's just not gonna happen. Like my my life is always on the go. A I'm a mom, B, my job. Like I'm always running here and there. Like I can't do it. So it's natural up under here. And that's all that counts. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, just the other day, like, I had to put it on Instagram. I was just, I took the tracks out. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try these, like, YouTube tutorials. Oh, they don't come out the same way. Girl, I wish somebody would have told me that <laughs> and been like, sis. I wish somebody was in the house like, sis, don't do it. Girl, you know I did the egg. When I tell you I walked in the tub, the girl in the video, on the YouTube video, I'm not going to put her name out there like that. But she said, beat the eggs, put, like, a little bit of mayo. She had this whole thing set up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. She went to the bathroom. But she came back out, and her, and it was all washed out. She did not say...
1: Don't use hot water.
0: Girl, it was scrambled eggs in the tub. <laughs> it was straight up scrambled eggs in the tub. And what made matters worse is I had a three-step process. So I, like, put all of that shit in my hair, and then... Washed it out, washed some of it out, and then put brown sugar. It was brown sugar and honey, and then did that. Like my son ended up walking in, like, "Mom, you cooking? <laughs> what are you cooking?" And I was like, "Boy, get out the because <laughs> it was egg- it was scrambled eggs in the tub, and it was av- like I had avocado. Like it was it was it so was a mess. it was a mess, and I'm never doing that again. Yeah. So shout out to you, naturalistas. <laughs>
1: But I I'm not putting it. that natural shit in my uh-uh. hair.
0: And I told my hairdresser he was dying. He's like, girl, just, <laughs> just don't touch your hair. Don't don't touch it. I'll do it. Don't, you know, like, just let me do it for you. <laughs> because when I went to him, everything was knotted up. Because after that, then I did a apple cider vinegar rinse. L- I don't know how to do half that shit. It was tangled. My hair was tangled up. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, you know. <laughs> Some people good at what they do. Not me. Not no.
1: <laughs> That's why we don't have YouTube hair videos. Yes, yeah.
0: yes. Well, I'm not following anymore. I I refuse to even go on YouTube at this point. I gave up because <laughs> I'm not like. Mm-mm. All right. So let's go back to shiny. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shining. What can I? I mean, I feel like I'm I'm in a comfortable space. I feel like I have two feet in the career that I want to have. I feel like I'm working for an amazing company. Um I recently got promoted to programming expert at Apple and I'm 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 comfortable and I'm confident. Um and so the shining song <laughs> came out at a really good time. Um because I feel like now I'm shining. Now I'm like spreading my wings, you know? Um and I'm being the person that I know I can be. So yeah.
1: So what do you hope your legacy will be?
0: Damn. my um, legacy. Oh my god. That's a good question. I think I would want my legacy to be the girl that came from nothing to something. I want to leave this world. I want to be the top event person. Like I want when you hear of an event, I want my name to be on it. You know what I mean? Um and so I eventually want to do like big time events, you know, whether it be at, for a record company or whether it be um for a big name uh superstar. But I want I want to leave my legacy as oh, for a wafer. yeah. She she did that event. Like she that that's her work. Um yeah. I think oh my god. That was a <laughs> that was a tough question.
1: I know cuz you have to think, you have to think about your future.
0: Yeah. Um and
1: everything like you're working
0: towards. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm comfortable where I'm now, but uh, of course, like five years from now, I want to be like at the plateau of 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 this of this industry. So right now, I'm a woman in tech. I don't, you know, <laughs> hashtag Black Girls Code, hashtag Black Girls in in tech. Um, but in five five years from now, I don't know. You know? And if anything, like right now my, my biggest my idol is um Bazoma Saint St. John, who is um the VP of she's like she just won like amazing accolades um for being the VP of Apple Music. Oh, I know the what the you're face. talking about. I follow her on Instagram. Yes. I love Black live Girl for her. Magic. Okay. Hashtag Black Girl Magic. She's amazing. Um and she's from Ghana and she has a big hair like me. So I'm like, oh my God, perfect. Um <laughs> I like leave hearts <laughs> under her comments. She probably think I'm like a psycho stalker. Um but that's where I want to be. That's where I want I want to leave my legacy like that. Like she's just doing it. Um and she's bringing a lot to the table and she's changing the game um for black girls in the music industry, or black girls in tech. Um and she works for Apple. Mm. Ha. ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. That's 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 goals. That is goals. <laughs>
1: So before we go, you have to drop your Dear Black Girl open letter.
0: Dear Black Girl, never give up. Always keep pushing. You are stronger than you know. Beauty comes from within. So always choose happiness first. Love hard and keep your head up, queen. Signed, WAFA. Like the cookie.